Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Today, I am chatting with my friend, Lindsay Mean. So she has been on the podcast before, and we this is actually a replay from her podcast. You know how I do, because I want to share all of these conversations. So we're talking about money. We're talking about it in a through the lens of um, human design, which is what Lindsay's expertise is. I am not going to try and explain what human design is, because I am not good at it, but you can go find Lindsay on her Instagram, um, Lindsay Means. You can also find her on her podcast at Find Your W-A-I, which means who am I, which I absolutely love. Um, Lindsay's an absolutely beautiful human being um, that can give you so much insight as to kind of what you are, what you were born to align with, which you know me, I'm like a logistical woo-woo, but human design has been like my favorite thing to learn about about and it has given me so much permission to lean into things that feel good and feel aligned for me. So definitely, definitely go check her out. I will post in the show notes where you can find her, some of her freebies, all of the things so that you too can learn a little bit more about human design. I will also post her podcast down there as well. Also, before we get into this episode, I want to remind you that applications are currently open for one-on-one coaching with me. Now, what does this mean? This means that we will work together to create a custom plan for you to get out of debt, get your financial shit together, and help heal your relationship with money. I help my clients find a new peace in their life when it comes to their money, because at the end of the day, money is literally connected to everything that we do. Our decisions, um, where we are in our life, our beliefs, all of the things. So 
Applications are open. There is only a couple spots left. I'm going to leave the application in the show notes. If you are interested, please fill it out. We're going to hop on a call. We're going to see if it's a right fit for you. Um, And I cannot wait to chat with you because I don't want you going into 2023 feeling the same way that you did in 2022. Let's Figure out a plan to change your money story, my friends. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Here is the replay of Find Your WAI. Interviewing me is Lindsay Means. Enjoy. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Find Your Way podcast, where we are answering the question, who am I? Which is what way stands for. I'm your host, Lindsay Means, human design expert and guide. This podcast is all about human design, healing, and inner work for hairstylists, salon owners, and innovators in the hair industry. I am so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the Find Your Way podcast, where I am interviewing Misty Jane. Misty is a splenic projector with a 4-6 profile. She is a money and life coach for hairstylists, and she helps stylists heal their relationship with money, get out of debt, and create a work-life flow. She's also the host of the Cash Confident Stylist podcast, which I will link below. So go check that out. Her soulmate clients are hairstylists, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with Misty and share it with you. Welcome to today's podcast, Misty. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I love chatting with you, as you already know. I know we just talked for like 20 minutes before we started (laughs) recording this, and we were like, wait a minute, we should have recorded that. Exactly. Um, But I know we're going to get into some juiciness today. So I am always start my podcast with a question and I would love to know, is there a specific moment in your life that you can remember asking yourself the question, who am I? Oh my gosh. Um, a lot. Yes. I actually think that's a big question I've been asking myself the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, and a question that I've kind of let go of a little bit. Because I think that the question was messing with me and it was putting me in a box. I love that. And I think the last couple of months I've realized that um, I'm not like a stereotype, right? Like I'm not like this or that, or I'm not just a hairstylist. I am not just this. I'm not just that. Um, And I was trying so hard to put myself in something. Who am I? Am I, you know, a middle class, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So, so it's a question I don't ask myself as much anymore. Mm, I freaking love that you brought this up because (laughs) part of your design. So you have an open G center. And if you're looking at your chart right now, if you want to follow along, um, the G center is the diamond it's a, I guess it's a diamond in the middle and it'll either be yellow or it'll be white. And 30% of the population have it white like you. So that totally makes sense. And I love that you brought this up because as an open G center person, so that center is a, the, the center for direction, identity, and love. And I have that defined. So for me, I have a fixed identity. I have a fixed direction in life. I have a fixed sense of like who I love and, and what I want in love. And for you, it's fluid. Mm. You're a chameleon. Mm. 
you like literally you're, you're, I like to say chameleon or maybe shapeshifter. So you behind the chair, you're going to, when Susie comes in, you're going to mirror her, her identity. When Amy comes in, you're going to kind of mirror her identity. And so you're designed to be fluid in your direction in life. There's so many open G people who I read a story about one woman and she was like, I stopped giving out my resume because it was like a hundred pages long of all the things that I've done in my life. And you're designed to do a lot of things. You're not designed to have a fixed identity. And so asking the question, who am I? I totally see for you how that could put you in a box. And for anyone who's listening, who has an open G center now for the defined G center people, I feel like that is a good affirmation to, to ask, like, who am I? Like, where is my direction going? Because we have more of that fixed identity. So Mm. I think that's really freaking cool. I love that, that you have that. And I hope that that gives you, so the thing too, is your environment is super important and the people you're around are super important. So I'm curious, have you ever met someone and like on paper, you should have really liked them, but you're like, uh, -uh." absolutely. Yeah. That's your body saying, I don't want to take on this person's identity. Mm -hmm. There's an energy, right? It's like, for me, it's like, I, I like to have a nice peaceful energy around me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I almost feel like that can like get me to start shifting as you said, you know, like shape shifting Mm -hmm. the energy in the room so that it's a more like, I hate when somebody's super upset. Like I'm the person that's going to be like, what's going on? Let's talk about like, let's calm it down. You know what I mean? Like, let's try and like, like make this energy a little bit more peaceful, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing sometimes. (laughs) Well, <laughs> that, that brings me to number two with your, I can explain through your human design. So the next center that has to do with your, uh, your solar plexus. So when you're looking at the chart, your solar plexus will be on the right-hand side. And for you, it's white. For me, it's white as well, AKA open mm-hmm. and 50% of the population have that colored in. So it'll, it'll be Brown. And those, uh, those people are the emotional authorities. So if you have an emotional authority, your solar plexus is defined and I'll link this in the show notes, but I have a podcast episode called, uh, just be happy is not possible for 50% of the population because of this center. So with this center, if it's defined, if you're an emotional authority, you're constantly transmitting emotions out into the universe. They say that emotions last for 90 seconds. So every 90 seconds, you got a new emotion that's flowing through your body. And for you and I, when we're by ourselves, and if you're listening and you, if you're not an emotional authority, this applies to you when we're we're by ourselves, cool, cool, calm, and collected. Mm -hmm. I like to say neutral emotionally. Right. Then when you get around the emotional wave, it's like, holy shit, what the hell is happening? We got to fix this because you're not normal right now. Because right. our normal is chill. And this, I, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this was the cause of the majority of my stress and anxiety behind the chair. Because I could, we're impasse. We feel people. We take in their emotions and amplify them up to two times. So if your client's pissed at a level 10, we could be pissed at a level 20. And we're like, what the fuck? Get right. out of here. Like, I, we need to make this stop. So- what I do now, I'll tell a story. My sister, she's an emotional authority. She'd walk into the room and I'd feel her and I'd say, Kelsey, what's wrong? She'd be like, nothing. 
in my head, I'm like, you're freaking lying to me because I can feel you. Right. And then we get into a fight. I'd go to my room 30 minutes later, I come back and we'd be laughing. So now that I know about human design and I know 50% of the people around me are emotional authorities, when I feel them with her, for instance, I would say, Hey, Kelsey, it feels like you're frustrated right now. Is there anything I can do to support you? Mm. And a, it brings awareness because half the time they don't know what they're feeling because their emotions are changing all the time. So it brings awareness to what you're picking up empathically. It offers support. And then if she says something, I can help her. If she doesn't, I can decide, do I want to feel into this way, into this emotion that I don't really feel on my own? Or do I want to get the hell out of Dodge and go into the other room until she's on a different part of her way? <laughs> right, right. Oh, I love that. Yes, I feel that. For sure. So now like I hold space for people and instead of feeling like I'm caught in the ocean about to die, I am like, Ooh, let's ride this wave. And right? It's also so many of the emotional authorities have been demonized for their emotions. What's wrong with you? Get that out of your vocabulary for everyone listening, because there's nothing wrong with them. It feels like it is to us because our normal is not that. So right when you know that other 50% of the population, it, it, oh my God, it has literally been such a game changer for me because now, I mean, I'll still like feel it like, okay, something's up here. I feel this energy, but then I can go into it with more supportive instead of like, what's wrong with you, but we think there's something wrong. So there's nothing wrong with that. But now that you have the awareness that now you can shift, not just you, but everyone listening. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, um, since, um, getting into my life coaching journey that that has helped with all my relationships for that exact reason, because I used to like immediately hop in and want to fix, you know, and not everyone wants to fix. Some people just want to be heard. Some people just want to talk and vent. Um, and I have learned now how to go into something like that. And just like you said, like not hold on to it necessarily, but ask the right questions and just make them validate them and whatever it is that they need. Um, mm -hmm. so it helps them and it helps me not get so wrapped up because I definitely can get wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fixer too, but it's so like, it's so powerful to just be able to hold space. Yeah. Cause that's 100%. what most people want anyways. Exactly. hundred percent. Cause we like, we have the answers within us. And when you give the opportunity to hold space, then those answers arise from within them. And I think it's an interesting thing being a coach. I know that for the past two, like coaching is so wild and they're like asking really good questions and creating a space, facilitating a space where they can come to the answer. Like you're guiding them to the answer without saying, here's the answer. Right. I always think about when you're a child, right. And you're like being told what to do and like, it's the worst. I, I was the, I was very much like the rebel, like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it my own way, whatever. Um, and then with, with, you know, with the coaching, it's like, oh no, no, you're asking questions so that I, even if I know the answer, even if I could say to you, Lindsay, this is what you need to do instead of doing that, because you might get defensive, you might, you know, not want to hear it, whatever. I can ask you the right question so that you figure out what you need to do on your own. So I'm guiding you to find that answer within yourself. So you feel like you did the work, yeah, which you did. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, for me, I'm like, that's all I have to do is coach. Like, <laughs> right. Like, but again, it is, it's, it's a, it's an insightful conversation. Yeah. 
It Which really as hairstylists, most of us do a lot, you know, right. on a daily basis or should be doing, mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis. Um, so it's, it's a great skill to have for any relationships, not just coaching. Ooh, I love that. And I know so many hairstylists get so burnt out about mm-hmm. hearing all of the problems of their clients, but I think it's probably more feeling like you have to fix all of these problems. Yep. And if you can shift, especially if you're a projector, your projector listening, I always say, um, your design, your space holder for people to tell you their problems. And mm-hmm. I mean, listen, every, for every freaking hairstylist is like, that's what people do or the therapist. But when a projector, and I always say this for everyone, like validate first. Wow. That sucks. Thank you for telling me. And then if you have some insight to give then, and this is actually for a lot, regardless of, um, so I'm going to get a little deep here with human design, regardless of your type, the throat center is the center for communication. And mm-hmm. most of the, the, um, activations I'll say most of the activations in the throat center are projected. And so what that means is that you have to be invited to share your advice. And so for everyone, regardless of your human design type, but especially projectors validate first. And then if you do have something to share, ask, Hey, I've got some insight. Would you like to hear it? That is such a game changer. And 70% of your audience, whoever you're talking to are going to be a generator type generator, a manifesting generator, and they are responders. So you give them a question to respond to. And they're like, yeah, please tell me. But if you just say, here's what you should do, they're going to be like, God, yeah, here. Like, I don't want your right. advice. Well, that's one simple question can prepare them to receive. Yes, exactly. You're putting them in the receiving mode, mm-hmm. which is so powerful. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, let me try that. Go, tr- go try it because mm-hmm. it's going to make your life so much, you're going to feel so much more relieved and less like you like pressure to fix or to do. And it's just allowing. And if they don't want to hear it more than likely that they're going to say yes, but if they don't want to hear it, whatever, move on to a new, new topic. Right. Um, Ooh, I love that you brought that up. I would love to uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about something that you help your clients with. So you help them get out of debt and you have such an amazing story about that. Could you tell us that? Absolutely. My story, my, per, mm-hmm. my personal story. Absolutely. So, um, basically I, oh gosh, where do I start? I feel like it's like a windy road now, all of these six <laughs> years later. Um, basically I was a burnt out hairstylist in a commission salon. We'll start there. I had been doing hair at this point, 15, 14 or 15 years. And I was like, just not passionate about it anymore. I was very busy. I think I was the second busiest in the salon. Um, I was making good money. I, but I felt so broke. My husband and I lived in a small townhouse. We had just had a new baby and it was just kind of the point in my life where I was like, something has to change. So I decided that I say I, because I'm the crazy one with all the ideas in my family. And my (laughs) husband just goes, okay. I decided that I wanted to get our financial shit together. So my husband and I sat down and we um, looked at our finances and we realized that we were $48,000 in debt, um, credit cards, car loans were our main debt, um, and that we 
were making plenty of money, but we had no idea where it was going. So that was kind of like the day I remember specifically, it was like April of 2006, if I remember correctly. Um, was it 2006? I don't know. Anyway. Um, no, that's not right. But anyway, (laughs) it was 2016. I can, I, is it just me thinking that like 2022 and 2000, like, period was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so we decided to get our financial shit together, cut up our credit cards and completely changed um, our relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And we ended up paying off the $48,000 within two years. We did not give up our entire lives to do so. Um, and we had always wanted to live in this neighborhood. So we both grew up kind of like lower middle class. Um, nobody in our families went to college you know, I mean, my mom was a bartender for a long time, like just kind of the, the typical, um, you're kind of stuck in this position of your life. Right. And there was this neighborhood that we always, always wanted to live in. And we always thought we could never, ever afford it. Like in my mind, like you had to like go to college to live in that neighborhood. You had to like inherit money or like your parents had to live there and then you had to get their house. Like it was just all these stories, these bullshit stories in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So we ended up paying off our debt two years later. And I think it was six months later, we bought a house in this neighborhood. And still to this day, we've been here now for four years. It makes me want to cry thinking about it because not only did I heal my relationship with money, but I healed what I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. So it was like this whole shift of confidence around my decisions um, and confidence and trusting that I'm able to kind of have that blind faith and take action to get where I want to be. And after um, we got our financial shit together, everything changed. I ended up going out on my own independent wise. Um, I, you know, created this beautiful business all by myself um, behind the chair. And then I realized that this was a gap in the hair world. Mm. There's so many hairstylists that are making amazing money and they still feel broke. Mm. So I decided I knew I wanted to help educate you know, the younger generation, not even the younger generation. I have clients that are older than me, just Mm -hmm. hairstylists in general. And, um, I started coaching. I started, I became a money coach. And then a year into that, I realized that it's so much more than just learning how to budget and paying off debt. And I also added life coaching to my resume. Um, and now I help people heal their relationship with money as well as like, learn how to take the action steps, communicate around money. Um, basically feel better about money in general and not let it be this like large stressor in your life. So that's kind of the, the long, short story of it. (laughs) I love that. Whenever I first heard that story, I was so inspired. I think, I think you told that hair love, because that's where we met. And, um, it's just so inspiring. And I like how you said you didn't give up your life to do it. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's sacrifices that have to be made, but I am very big on value-based spending plans. So like Mm -hmm. we, instead of going out to eat and just like, like getting Chick-fil-A and then Mexican, like meals that like weren't, like you forget about them. Right. And they Mm -hmm. add up. So we were spending almost a thousand dollars a month on, on food that I don't even remember eating, like, or it wasn't Mm -hmm. that great. You know, so then we started shifting and we were like, you know what? Like, we're not going to do that because the food's not even that good, but let's save up and go to like a $300 dinner. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, instead of spending a thousand dollars on a bunch of food that I don't give a shit about anymore, we would go and have a a more expensive experience because that's what 
meant something to us. Um, so it was just a complete shift of like not wasting my money and using my money towards things that align with me, things that we value as a family. Um, you know, we're in a, a season right now where I'm building this coaching business um, and family time is very important to us. So we're not going out to eat as much. We're not buying as many clothes because we want to go on vacation, because we want to build a business for our future. So it, and it feels good to me. It's not like, oh my God, I have to never walk into a store, never walk into a restaurant. Um, it, it's, it's all about alignment. And that's what I help my clients figure out. Cause a lot of times, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you ask somebody, what do you really want out of your life? It's a very hard answer. Mm. they don't fully know. So it's very hard to take aligned action with your money when you don't even know what you really want. Ooh, that's so powerful. So it, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers to it. We could go on and on about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how we were talking about this before we started recording and I, I wanted to bring it up now because of what we've been talking about and the value, like what do you value? And when we're just like, we don't even, you get into habits and a lot of the habits you have are probably habits your parents had around money and mm -hmm. the thought processes that you had of like, I can't do that because I have to do this. I have to be this, this, and this, and this, and this in order to do that. But you didn't even know that. <laughs> like, right. obviously that wasn't the case because you moved into the neighborhood that you didn't think you could. Right. And so a lot of the, it's like really getting clear on what is actually going on. And I know for me, I was an avoider. I was like, I'm just not going to look at anything and I'm not going to look at my bank account. I'm not going to look at my debt. I'm not going to look at, at any of that shit. But if you avoid it, like you can't do anything about it. So I really love that. And I love how you talk about the, if it doesn't feel good. And that was what I wanted to bring up because you part of your design is using your intuition to see what needs to be corrected or upgraded within a uh, society within, for your case, money and how hairstylists are looking at money and you see what needs to be corrected or upgraded to bring joy and vitality to humanity. So it's bringing joy about money. And like, I always think of money, you talked about relationship and it's you're dating your money. Like if you're like, Oh, like, I don't like you. Like you're going to, uh, you're going to push that money away. If you're like, Ooh, yeah, money. I freaking love you. And like bringing joy and excitement to money, then it's going to be more attracted to you because it's just energy anyway. So can you talk a little bit about that, about how you, you incorporate that naturally? Absolutely. Um, I actually just read a book called happy money and it really made me think about hairstylists, right? Like how many times do you have a client that like you dread, like you dread them coming in. And then when they pay you, like, it's just not worth it. Like the money, mm -hmm. like receiving that money, it doesn't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to, um, the feeling you have when you're ordering a bunch of shit on Amazon and then it shows up and you know, you forgot that you ordered it and you know, oh, why did I spend money on this? Or, you know, like it, any receiving or giving of money that doesn't feel good. So something that I actually try to help my clients with is, is learning how to make your money feel good. So for example, um, say you get your, um, electric bill in the mail. So rather than going, Oh my God, like I, I hate this bill, blah, blah, blah. Think about what this bill is giving you. This mm -hmm. bill is literally giving you power. It's giving you heat in your house. It is giving you 
the opportunity to be on the Zoom call. Like, you know, it's it's actually this money that you're putting into this energy bill is giving you something that's enhancing your life. So once you start thinking about things like that, once things start coming into your life that aren't enhancing your life, you think twice about either giving or receiving the money. You know, I don't want to do that crappy client. The money didn't even feel good to me. Mm-hmm. I could literally let her slip away and have somebody that does feel good be in that place. And a lot of us live in such a scarcity mindset that we base all of our decisions around this idea that all the money is going to disappear. I'm never going to have enough. And it doesn't feel good. So all of our decisions don't feel good. And then we wonder why we were in, we are in this space, right? Like we self-sabotage ourselves because we hold on to this negative thing, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, I need to work harder because I can't afford this or that. So I think that finding ways to love money. Like I remember when I first got my financial shit together, I loved paying bills. Like I I literally loved it. And it wasn't because I was giving my money. Like nobody wants to like give your money to bills, right? It was just the idea that for the first time in my life, I had the money in my account, just sitting there ready to go to pay these bills. I knew when that money was in my account before it hit my account that that money was going to go towards these bills. Yeah. Rather than the avoidance, which I'm telling you, like I would say 99% of my clients avoid. Yeah. And they hire me to help them not avoid. (laughs) And to build Um, that relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And letting go of the judgment and the shame, because Mm. why are you avoiding it? Right. Because Mm -hmm. you don't want to feel icky looking at it feels gross, right? Like, Oh God, like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have did like you, you do all these shoulds and shouldn'ts. Yeah. And we got to let go of the shoulds and shouldn'ts. Yep. And we got to let go of the judgment on ourselves Mm. because we cannot heal from it. If we don't let go of the past. Ooh, that is so good. That is so good. And most of the money stories we have come from our parents. Exactly. One of my favorite, exactly. One of my favorite quotes is when you're so used to growing up in survival mode, when you get older and you realize that you no longer need it, but you're still living in it. Mm. And I think so many of us, that is where we're at. You know, we live in survival mode because it's what we've always seen, but it's no longer necessary. Mm. Mm. That's so true because you've been doing it your whole life and you don't know any other way. Right. And, and I want to say too, like when you avoid the money, like you're avoiding that like guilt or whatever, but then you, you still have this feeling of, you know, you're avoiding it. So then you're getting down on yourself for avoiding it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It is. It's, it is a cycle. It is a cycle. I call it the the money stress cycle because it's literally, I'm going to avoid money because it stresses me out. So I continue to be stressed out because I'm avoiding my money. One of the things that my one-on-one clients always tell me, especially like towards the end of working together, is that they literally just the awareness makes them feel good. Like mm. like just knowing what I'm doing with my money, where my money is going, how much money I'm making, I cannot even tell you how many people sit down and actually assess their situation and go, holy shit, I didn't know I was making so much. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, you might feel broke, but you might not actually be broke. Ooh, that is so powerful. And we were talking about that. I was bringing that up to you because I was looking at my numbers and I didn't realize how much I made this year. Mm -hmm. And it was way more than I thought. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, damn, look at that, Lindsay. Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) 
like, and, and it's these stories that we tell ourselves. And so when you get clear and you actually look at the things and you know, what's coming in and you change your relationship with it, that's when transformation happens, which is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious. So part of you, you have a four, six profile and I'm curious about this with the, the four, six, the line four is the networker. So you're here to build community Mm. and a big part of, I like to see net line fours as the connectors, like, oh, you need someone who does human design. I got you. You need a CPA. I got you. You need this. I got you. And I'm sure you did that behind the chair. Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if I could make commission on like, <laughs> on like certain things, like I, if I love something or someone I will like, I don't even want to say sell you them, but I will like, I love something so much that all I want to do is talk about it and like tell other people about it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's a problem sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's literally part of your design though. Like it's just the community and the connection and, and building a community. And then the second part for you is the line six and the line six, this is my, um, so the first number is your conscious personality and the sec- that's what you're going to be more aware of. And then the second number is your unconscious personality. So this is what other people kind of see more than you do. Mm. So I'm really curious about this question. So for me, the line six is the conscious side. So the line six, we have three, we're called the influencer, the role model, we're visionaries, and we have three parts of our life. So the first 30 years, trial and error. We act like the line three, which is a scientist. It's a lot of running experiments, failing, collecting the data and doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that energy is for been there, done that. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do, which is very apparent with your story. Like you've been through that. And so you help people do that because you've done it. You've been there. You, you're walking in their shoes. And so, or you've walked in their shoes. And then from 30 to 50, it's called going up on the roof. So that's where you and I are both at. And with this, we, we become the observer. It's kind of like we're looking down on all of the other lines, but in an observer way, like not in a bad way, but just kind of, Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. So the reason I bring all of this up is because for me, I have seen so far into the future, especially with the hair industry. And I'm curious, do you have a vision of the future, especially around money for the hair industry? What do you see happening in the next year, the next five years with hairstylists behind the chair? I have what I want to happen Mm, and I'm slowly seeing it. And I'm hoping I'm not just seeing it because of like the people that I follow, Mm -hmm. but I want to start discussing money more period Mm -hmm. in every aspect. Um, I was actually thinking last night, I was watching Emily in Paris last night. Okay. And there was two situations in, in one of the episodes where they were, somebody was offering someone a job and in both situations, money was not discussed at all. Right. And now this is a show. This is a fluffy show about pretty outfits. Right. (laughs) But what I don't think we realize is that seeing stuff like that all the time makes conversations around money uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we're watching shows where money's not talked about. We're going to work where money's not talked about. We're having conversations where money's not talked about. So when it's time to actually talk about money, 
it, it, there's this weird feeling, there's this anxiety, this, you know, this weirdness that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm starting to see more people talking about money, not just raising your prices, not just, you know, doing your service, what to price your services on. I'm starting to see more conversations around actual money, like, mm-hmm. like income, you know, debt, things like that. And I think we need more of it. I I really, really do. I want everyone to talk about money. I want everyone, if you ask me a money question, I want to be comfortable being honest with you and not mm-hmm. feeling like I have to hide my judgment or my shame. And I think if we start doing that, mm-hmm. it will just trickle down into the industry because mm-hmm. I don't know how many people I talk to that, especially in commission salons where they will just like drop the ticket and run. They don't even want to be standing there when the receptionist is saying how much their service costs. Now you are providing a service. This is your business. This is your job. This is your income. Yeah. You have to be comfortable having these conversations. So for me, I'm hoping that the industry just starts really having more true, real money conversations and not just like this, like six figure stylist, like vagueness. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I mean, I guarantee if you just start asking and, and talking to somebody in a real raw way, you're going to find out that we're all, all of us are in a lot of the same spaces, mm-hmm. you know, or we're working towards similar spaces. And I don't think it should be such a hush hush topic. Mm-hmm. I think that answered your question. Yeah, it did. And I totally <laughs> agree. And I, I think that I believe that not just hairstylists, but everyone, like there's enough I'm, I'm sure I've heard this before. I haven't fact-checked it, but there's enough money out there for all of us to be millionaires mm-hmm. and every single, like, and I think to the hundred K hairstylist. So when I graduated school, I was like, I'm going to be a hundred K hundred K hairstylist. That's like this goal or with coaching, it's always like 10 K months, 20 K months, 50 K months, whatever. So I think that also just because someone want like, that's not the bar. Like if you make 70 K and you're feeling amazing and you have like rich is being able to buy whatever you want without feeling this, like feeling of shame or guilt or, Oh my God, like, can I afford this? Like to be rich is to be able to live the life that you want. And whether that's a 50 K lifestyle, a hundred K lifestyle, a million dollar lifestyle, it doesn't matter how much you actually make. And so I think that's something too to kind of bring to awareness, but it's, Every single one of us can be living abundance is our birthright. And when you change your relationship with money, when you start having those conversations, when you get to the point where you can talk about it and not be ashamed or guilty or whatever, that's when it's really going to start flowing to you. So I freaking love that. I I totally see that happening and you know, who knows how long it's actually going to take, but it's a, it's all energy. You're providing three hours of energy for someone and they're giving you three hours of energy via money back. Like when you just shift your mindset, it's just all an energetic exchange. And, Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing your vision, mm-hmm. vision of the future. Um, I love that we've got to have this conversation and I would love for you to tell my listeners, where can they, where can they hang out with you? Where do you hang out the most? What are your offerings? Tell us everything that you've got going on. All right. So I'm pretty much live on Instagram. So you can find me at underscore Misty Jane underscore 
underscore and the Jane has a Y in it. <laughs> everyone always it. forgets. Everyone always forgets the Y. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I also have a podcast, the cash confident stylist podcast, where we have lots of open conversations, not just about money, um, but about all things, not even just industry related. One of my top episodes was about motherhood. Um, so that's a very, a good place to find me if you really want to get to know me. Um, and then you can go to my website at www.missyjane.com. Do people still say WW anymore, by the way? I think it's three W's, but no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. W-W-W. There you go. They're like, <laughs> people don't say that anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm just showing my age. Um, oh, but I also God. have um, a free cheat sheet for five ways to find money. And this is awesome because it's going to put more money back in your pocket. And it's also going to help you find some awareness around the leaks in your financial mm-hmm. situation. So you can find that in the link in my bio on Instagram, as well as um, at my website, www.missyjane.com. <laughs> oh, yes, I love you. And I will link all of those in the show notes below as well. Um, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation. This has been so amazing. I just love you so much. And definitely go follow Missy. She's freaking awesome. And she will help you with your money build that relationship with money so that you can change and so that you can start thriving instead of being in that scarcity loop. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Misty, for coming on. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I hope that you have a beautiful day and we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Way podcast. I want to ask you a question really quick. Do you want to learn more about your human design? If you said yes, I would love to invite you to send me a screenshot of your chart on Instagram. My handle is at Lindsay Means with an underscore. And there's a link in the show notes to get your chart below if you don't have one already. If you want to learn more about my offerings and freebies, check out lindsaymeans.com. If you love this episode, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to connect with you. If you like this content, subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And remember, you are perfect exactly as you are. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's only a matter of remembering how freaking amazing you are and human design helps us with that. See you next time. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.